This is Surface Thinking with Blackie Chad. We got another good brother in here. Strong, smart, ambitious brother that I've known for a good time now. Mm-hmm. And I just want everybody to know that um, you got to chill is in the building. Everybody give yes, it up sir. if you got to yes, chill. Sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you for being here. Right. And I feel like uh, timing is always when it's supposed to be. And uh, I always tell you that you are known for something. <laughs> and to be known for something is something that's just, it's just great. Um, to be able for somebody to say, dang, this happened. I need to, who can I go on Instagram that's going to help me get this problem fixed? Mm. And when somebody is at a dollar party and they break a wall down or they need their walls <laughs> refixed, you are the person to go to. I'm that guy. And I uh, just want everybody to know that you got to chill, a.k.a. Dre, is a bona fide drywall guy. Somebody who <laughs> can make a crack house look like a mansion. Um, <laughs> And he's been doing that for a while, and I appreciate you for being here. Oh, man, I, re- I really appreciate that, man. Like, you don't even understand what you're saying right now to me, man. It really means a lot. Like, you know, I know you got your introduction going on, but that was heavy. That was truly heavy. I mean, I, you know, I give credit when it when credit is due. Um, I, used to like, I usually try to open up with a strong question that's going to be so broad that it really mm. hits you. Right, right, right. How long did it take you to find yourself? Wow, to find myself. I mean, because what you're doing right now is so great that it seemed like you had to go through all the trials and tribulations in your life to get to this point to be able to do what you're great at. Is that that great? Really? I mean, and, and I, it's just wow. me, but I just see that the fact that you, you're you self-employed, you work for yourself, mm-hmm. you create your own future, and opportunities come to those who create them, and you've, you've created your own life. <clears throat> you created it for yourself. You are your own boss. And for you to get to this point, you had to go through a whole lot of stuff that you didn't understand. You had to live a different life that you didn't want to be. Nobody could tell me that they were always them their whole life. You had to mm-hmm. go through some following times. You had to go through some times where you was unsure. You had to try some things that didn't work for you to get to this point. Right. Well, so, to uh, to kind of put it in perspective, I always knew that I wanted to do something. You know what I mean? Like, I always knew that I wanted to do something, and I didn't want to be a bum. Right. Because, like, my whole life, I was told, believe it or not, that I was going to be a bum. Like, like my pop used to tell me I was going to be a bum, like, for no reason. Like, you know what I mean? So I used to be like, listen, I got to do something. And I knew that, you know, working was something I was going to do because I wasn't going to college. Like, right. that just wasn't something I was going to do because of other reasons. But we'll probably get into that later, but... As far as the drywall thing, that really, that really is uh, something I was passionate about growing up because I used to wonder about construction a lot. And I went to a school that, you know, we both went to a school that led us into the life of construction. For sure. A vocational school. A vocational school. Okay. A. Philip Randolph to be exact. All right. High school. Shout out Randolph. Okay. So we cannot get. The show is called Surface Thinking. So the idea of the show is to dig deep mm-hmm. on some things. So let's go back and talk about how your father told you that you were never going to be anything. Like, what do you think that meant? Did he, was he joking with you? <clears throat> and you said it like you heard it on a consistent basis. Right. I mean, I did. I'd be honest, be honest with you, I did. You know, which was funny. I used to think it was funny after a while because... You know, it would be like the dumbest things, like, you know, say I get in trouble at school or something or whatever in the house or, you know, just whatever. Like, you're going to be a fucking bum. Like, 
Like, look at you. You don't be a fucking bum. And I like, damn, like, I'm fucking gonna be a bum. Like, what the hell? Like, they used to, you know, trip me out. But I get that was just his his way. Like, you know, like that was his little. So saying it in that, in that way, was it like you messing up in school? Since you messing up school, you gonna be a bum. That's kind of different to me. Just my example, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's kind of different than saying, you know, you in the house and you just and he just come in the house and say you ain't never gonna be shit. You stupid. You dumb. It's different to say that in a motivational way. Like if you mm-hmm. go down this road, you ain't never gonna be shit. Which he shouldn't have said that at the same time. Right. But do you think that you might be thinking of it in a different way? Like it wasn't as serious. Um. Maybe it was like reverse psychology or something, okay. something okay. like that. Okay. Maybe along them lines. Or he could have, you know, really meant it at some of them times, like, right. you know, because of how angry he was at sometimes. But yeah, but that just made me just be on my game as far as just like decision making. Like, you know, that mm-hmm. just really, like, I heard that in my head whenever, you know, I was led to do something that I knew probably would lead to me being a fucking bum. Right. <laughs> so do, are you mad at him for any of those those things? Man, I don't hold grudges. You know, people are who they are, and what? But in, in retrospect, that's a cop up, right? So like, uh, we all make mistakes, right? We all go. do things in life, right? Here and then it's go. like when we do the things in life, it's like, do you wish you didn't do that? It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's a, it's a life experience. You know, it made me who I am today. That's true. Uh huh. But I understand. Or were you mad at your dad for some of the things he yeah. did and said? I mean, of course, I'm mad. I, I'm not mad, but. I used to be mad about okay. things because I used to think like, damn, like, you know, we could have been better. Right. You know, things could have been better. You could have did better. But a nigga, you know, a nigga did what he could, you know. Right. So, I mean, look at you. You a drywall guy. <laughs> I mean, drywall guy. you the guy who, who puts drywall together, puts houses together. You can go around with your beautiful daughter and your and your family and say. I had a part of that house. I had a part of that house. Mm. I had a part of that house. I built this. I did this. And you you have the power to create uh, warm feelings for people. Mm. You know, coming into a house that's paved the right way. I'm talking about the walls are right. Like, the way that this establishment is, all the walls help create this vibe to make people comfortable to come down here and talk to me. Mm. So, I don't know if you look at it that way, but... Those things that you went through in your life caused you to be right here to be motivated to not be a bum. Yeah. I mean, is that hug worthy? Like, Pop, yo, because of you, I'm where I'm at. Because, like, we can't go down the street and say, because of my own self, I did this. I ain't need no help. Everybody needed help. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, nobody can do anything help, by themselves. Influence, anything, you know? And it's, the help is not always, here's 20000 start your business. Or it's just a conversation. It could be the motivation. It could be somebody just listening. It's so many powers to be for us to be where we at. Like, even though I did this podcast, it's a lot of attributing factors to why this thing is even popular. Or not popular, but able to mm-hmm. be. You know, whether it was me watching other things or, or me talking to people who said you should or or me getting information from people on figuring out which way I was going to set it up and do it. Mm-hmm. So many people has helped me in, the, in those ways. So, um, I, can I just say, I love what you're doing. Like, I think this is like your truest form, bro. Like, this is you that. just in, in your ambiance, bro. Like, you know, that. and I love it. I love seeing what you're doing with your videos and, you know, all that. Like, it's I a good job. This is the most comfortable I've ever been in my life. Like, I really feel comfortable in my skin. Mm. I don't feel like I'm trying too hard. I'm just comfortable. I got on flip-flops and sweatpants and, you know, I'm just really comfortable. I don't feel shaky. I'm not 
like my blood pressure is risen. I just mm. feel comfortable in this place where I don't feel I could be freed, mm. like freed from what I'm doing. And that it mindset took, is awesome. It took me a long time to get here. I've yeah. done a lot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're older now. We're <laughs> not the same people. You know, but we're not them them to... dudes and Randolph running around. Like, so you it's know? not like you can lay dormant and sleep in your bed till you're 29 and 30. And then be at this point, you had to go through bumps and bruises. I had to be around people that I didn't like. I had to be around people that didn't really like me, people that were not good for me. Mm. I had to see things that I shouldn't have seen. I had to go through trauma. I had to go through thousand tribulations, my lowest points, my highest points, the greatest time in my life to the lowest to get to this point. Right, right. So what are some of the other things that you went through that got you to this point to be a drywall guy? All right. All right. So I started in the union. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to take y'all back even further. Okay. All right. So when I went to Randolph, right? They had this uh, opportunity they was giving out called, um, it was called the VIP program, right? So, basically, it was a program where kids that went to technical schools, they could go to a trade school on Fridays, and, uh, like, you can get taught the different trades, and you can get credited for the whole school day, you know, on a Friday, you know, and they gave you pizza and all that cool stuff. So, basically, all me and my friends heard was, we getting pizza and we getting credit for the whole day and we don't got to come to school. Right. Like, so we was like, we sign us up. We on, you know, but when I actually started going and, uh, you know, I met the teacher or whatever, his name was uh, Mr. McNulty. I never forget him because he talked like he was a radio host. Like right. he's like, a, like a smooth jazz voice or whatever. Like it was funny. So and he used to tell me, um, you know, Dre, like, you know, when you graduate or whatever, you, know, you can apply. And, uh, you know, you'll be making like $30, $30 an hour or something like that. And I'm like, I'm 18, I'm in high school, and I'm working at Acme and all that, making like $7, $8 an hour. Like, sure. this one, minimum wage was on some other stuff. Right. So I heard 30 I'm like, what? And I ain't going to college? Like, bet. Like, you know, he's like, but you got to go through this, this, and that. So I'm like, all right, whatever, cool. So that's how I got the idea or the information mm -hmm. about, you know, different stuff. But I never knew what I was about to involve myself into okay. because it was three different options, right? The first option was drywall finishing. The second option was painting. And the third option was glazing. So I've heard of drywall, but I ain't know drywall what it really was. You right. know what I mean? For sure. I just knew it was in the houses and stuff. So I you went to You went to A. Philip Randolph for electric? For electric. Okay. Electrical construction. Okay. I forgot all that shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so then... They, um, I was like, man, I'm picking drywall. So I just checked all drywall. Like, you know, everything was paper apps, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just, I had to fill everything out on the app. So and once I graduated, I filled out the, um, I filled it out. You had to get high school transcripts, high school diploma, driver's license, three letters of recommendation, all that type of crazy stuff. So I got all that information, got all the transcripts, and, uh, I filled it out, got did the drywall thing, and then uh, they told me that I had to come um, take a test. Mm -hmm. So the test was math and reading. So mind you, I'm 18, just graduated high school, so math and reading was nothing. Right. I'm in there, I'm taking the test. Everybody the age that I am now are older. Mm -hmm. So they call me like um, like a week later, like, uh, Dre, you rank, you, um, rank really high on the test or whatever. You know, now um, you officially move this next step further into being a um, union drywall finisher. You got to, you know, get ready for your interview. Your interview is going to be on a certain date. You know, we'll let you know ahead of time. Right. And now uh, you got to get dressed. 
either wear a suit or dress pants or whatever, something, you know, but you got to get dressed. You can't come in regular clothes. So I'm like, all right, bet. That's good. That's good. So we'll be in touch. So mind you, by this time, I, I quit Acme and I was working at Target, right? Mm-hmm. So I never forget this day, right? So I'm working at Target and this lady named, I forget her name, but she was like the manager or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So she always used to make me do carts when I got there. Mind you, my job was the cashier or do stock, right? But she used to just had a power to just make me go do carts. Like, right. it was crazy. So like, you outside in the cold? <laughs> oh, my God. Pushing carts. Bro, I was pissed. Man, making $8 an hour, $9 an hour, whatever, right? So I get the phone call on my way to work. And the dude, uh, this his name was Chuck Murtha. So Chuck Murtha was the um, business agent. So a business agent is the guy that hires finishers and sends them to jobs. Right. So he called me like, Dre, you hired. We got a job for you to go to. You didn't even do the interview yet. Oh, the interview. Damn, I'm, damn, see, I'm moving too fast. See, thank you for that. Right. So I'm moving, oh, the interview part. So, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that, oh, that's what it was, the interview. He could, I'm, I'm moving too fast. So you said the interview part was, uh, he called me, said the interview's up, so come um, do the interview. So mind you, I'm living at home with my dad. I just got out of high school, and my car was messed up. So I was using my pop car to get to work and stuff like that. He was looking out for me for that. And uh, we had an argument about something. And mind you, I was paying him and all that, you know, doing gas and all right. that. I wasn't just, you know, taking Fine him out. Right. right. So, and then uh, he was, uh, we argued about something. I forget what it was about, but he was, he took the keys from me. He was like, you know, get to that fucking interview the best way you can. And this. so it was crazy. Like the right. night before, bro, I had to be there at eight o'clock in the morning. It was all the way up the boulevard near like, like past the Nabisco factory where the old right. Nabisco factory just right. tore down now. So I'm like, yo, how the hell am I gonna get to this damn interview? Like, how I'm gonna get there? Like, no Uber, none of that stuff. <laughs> no, listen, no Uber was out. Right. No Uber. Right. Like, you had the map quest printed out, like that type time. Right. Like, I didn't know how to get out there on the bus. So, and I had to be there at eight o'clock. And I'm 18 years old. So I'm calling my aunt, I'm calling my older cousins. Everybody like they gotta work or they gotta get their kid or they gotta do this this and that right, so I'm like I'm burnt out. I'm like yo like I'm really about to miss this opportunity. Like right. what the hell I'm gonna do? So my man Hot called me. He's like Dre, take a walk with me, cause me and Hot used to always walk to go pick up his brother from daycare up Glenwood Avenue. Right. So I'm like, all right, yeah, come on, man. I'm I'm telling you about this. Not as nigga Larry and all that man, drawing. So we walking or whatever, and my nigga, I see a fucking U-Haul sign, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm like, hot, walk me in this joint real quick, hot. So we walk in a U-Haul joint. So the boy, I never forget this boy. He had dreads, and you could tell. I think he was high or something. He had to be high, like fried, like right. weed or whatever. So he was like, "What's up?" I'm like, "Um." I'm like, what's up? Like, I try to be like, right, be cool. <laughs> he like, you try. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to get a um a truck or whatever, like a pickup truck, or whatever. He like, how old are you? <laughs> I'm like, I'm 21 or whatever. He like, how old are you? I'm like, I mean, I'm 19. He like, you got a driver's license? I'm like, yeah, I got a driver's license. He like, you got a debit card? I'm like, yeah, I got a debit card. He's like, is that hundred dollars on it? 
I'm like, yeah, it's a hundred dollars on it. He was like, we well, can get a truck. I'm like, for real? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, for real? He's like, hey, get a truck, come on. So he walked in there, he's like, which truck you want? I was like, I want a pickup truck. He was like, well, I don't got no more pickup trucks. He was like, we got these. So it was the box door. <laughs> 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 it was the box <laughs> It was the box door, my nigga. So I'm like, oh, shit, fuck it. All right, come on, let me get that joint. So I get that joint. He's like, yeah, so make sure you bring it back with uh, headphone gas and, um, and then, uh, you know, just don't use a lot of miles or whatever, right? So I'm like, all right, back, cool. So me and Hot, we go pick up his little brother, and then we drive back. And then I, <laughs> all in the U-Haul truck, right? So then I come back home. I park the truck in front of the crib. So my pop come on. He's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is my ride, nigga. <laughs> fuck you mean? Like, you tripping. Like, that crazy. So, yeah, so I slept that night, you know. Got up the next morning. And then uh, I remember my neighbor, Miss Adele, rest in peace. She was always to be outside early in the morning, just outside. That was her thing. Right. So she come and then so mind back to when I said you had to get dressed for the interview. So right. I just wore the suit that I wore at my graduation. Right. Like that was the only yeah you know I'm saying. So no, I just I rock, threw that joint on, came outside. So Miss Adele was like, um, Oh, so you dressed up in a graduation listen, suit, listen. jumping into a U-Haul. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> This should get real. So look, <laughs> so we get in there. So uh, Miss Adol outside. So she see me or whatever. So she like, hey baby. I'm like, hey Miss Miss Adol, good morning. So she like, you looking nice this morning. What you doing? I'm like, I got an interview. She like, oh baby, that's what's up. Congratulations or whatever. So then she see me getting in the U-Haul truck, right? So she like, well why you got the U-Haul truck? So I'm like, oh no, I gotta move some stuff after the after the interview or whatever. So you know, I'm just trying to kill two birds with one stone. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, oh, she's like, oh, that's so smart. Go ahead, baby. Good luck or whatever. So now, drive all the way up the boulevard or whatever, going to the interview. I get there, I pull in the lot. Then mind you, they got the interviews back to back. So it's people before me and people coming in after. So it's all these white guys in the lot. Smoke cigarettes and shit like that. They got pickup trucks and you know regular cars and all that cool stuff. I'm pulling in there with big ass. <laughs> oh, listen, mind you, only black person, right. only black person. So you know they see me coming, pulling this jaw, hop out. They all, what's up, buddy? You know what I mean? I'm like, what's up, guys? Whatever. It's like, got you on truck. I'm like, yeah, you know, I got to move some stuff right after that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know. Just trying to kill two birds with one stone, you know, something like that. So they all asked Scott, that's what's up. So I go in the um in there, they tell them my name, whatever. So they say, Oh, you next. So go in the interview, right? So they got this shit set up like it's a long ass table. You got a company owner at the top of the table. You got the business agent right there. You got the apprentice coordinator right there. And then it's somebody else in there. I forget who the fuck he was, whatever. All white guys. Four four white guys. And then they got you at the end of the table by yourself sitting right here, right? So they all right here directed at you. And 18, well, 19 at the time. Got my suit on, whatever. And I'm ready to tell these white motherfuckers why they should let me be something I have no idea about, right? right. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, all I know is I make $30 an hour at the end of my apprenticeship. Right. So, <clears throat> so we get in the interview, interview starting. You know, they're asking the regular questions, like, how did you hear about it? And, you know, why do you think you're good? And this, this, and that. 
and then they, you know, I gave them regular, you know, Ryan Brown questions about, you know, it's a good opportunity. I really want to do it. And, you know, then they they was like, well, really, what's up? Like, they they got real with me. Like, what's, you know, what's what's your background? Like, what you what you into or whatever? And I was like, you know, I'm from North Philly. You know, single parent home. You know, mom died when I was young. And uh, let my pop raise me. And, you know, I'm just trying to make the best out of my, you know, my life or whatever, right. you know? So they kind of was feeling me. Like, they was feeling like, you know, what I was talking about or whatever. And uh, after that, the boy told me that uh, they'd be in touch or whatever. And then I had to just go do um, my drug test. So mind you, at the time, I wasn't smoking nothing. Like, I wasn't doing no, nothing. Like, I was just, I ain't going to be no bum. Like, you know, right. all my friends were smoking weed and all that heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, 18, 19, they was heavy at it. Like, but me, I was wasn't with it. So I was cool. So I'm like, all right, back. Go do the drug. Because they didn't tell me that. Before, like, mind you, imagine if I never did the U-Haul and I figured out how to get there on the bus or whatever. Right. Not my nigga. After that, then I had to figure out how to get on a bus to go take the drug test. Right. That would have been crazy. So, he's like, yeah, go. Oh, so taking the drug test wasn't at the same place. Fuck no. You had oh, to wow. go there. Wow. And that shit wasn't close. <laughs> Yo. So, I'm like, all right, bet. So, I go there in the U-Haul, do the drug test thing. Then I drive back home. And then, uh, so, mind you, I kind of got... Um, worried because i didn't get hired right after that right they was like all right you know you gotta wait to get hired because they gotta find a job site that need a first year apprentice right now the apprenticeship is four years you got first year second year third year fourth year then you become a journeyman the journeyman is when you make the top rate so they was like all right we'll be in touch or whatever so it was like and he was like uh just you know if you want to call us or whatever that's cool you know just you know bust up what is you know you know figure out you know what's going on and uh you know just to see you know how things are going so i'm like all right back cool that's what's up so a couple days went past so i kept calling the dude chuck martha that's the business agent so this is how me and him got cool because i called him so much mm-hmm. like i called this like we got we became friends i called him so much right. like what's up man like right. you know what's going on like how you know like it was one day before i even got in the union this nigga came and met up with me for lunch and everything like right. So, I finally got the call, and I fast forward, I'm at, on my way to Target. Right. So, I'm mad as shit, I'm like, man, I got work 9 to 5. You probably put a lot of miles on that uh, U-Haul, too. That day? Yeah. I was mad as shit. It was more than $100, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I was mad as shit, but fuck it. And, uh... You was on your way to Target. I was on my way to Target. Mad as shit, like, man, I got work 9 to 5, there's none as manager lady here. I know she gonna make me do the fucking carts, right? <laughs> so... I get there, her ass there. She like Andre's nobody always lying. Just stay lying. Like <laughs> gotta do carts cause this boom 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 whatever. Like all right, but so mind you, on my way there before I even got to her, Chuck called me. He like Dre, what you doing or whatever. I'm like man, I'm on my way to this nut ass job, man. Like this is how we talk. Like I'm on my way to this nut ass job, Chuck. Man, I can't wait to get in this drywall thing, man. Like, I'm really looking forward to it. He's like, well, man, tomorrow you get your opportunity. He's like, you're hired. I found a company for you. You're going to be working with fast track construction. We're starting with $16 an hour. And your job site is on 12th and Diamond. I'm like, That's in the what? <laughs> I live on 22nd and Diamond. Like, what? $16 an hour? What? I don't got to be here no more. What? I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Like, a total opposite. Happy as shit now. Like. I'm like fucking yeah, like I'm ready for this this shit today. Right. Like, right. nigga, like I swear, like if I could bottle the feeling that I had that day up, 
that shit and sell it like that shit i'll be a millionaire so listen i get the work i'm ready for this bitch like she like yeah drake duh. oh so what was your mentality being on the car in the bus or whatever on your way to work after you got that call you knew you was going to work to do what you was going to do your shift listen okay listen listen mind you i got my car fixed too so i was in uh, my car okay i had a grand mark at the time too so on my way I get in there while she's like, yeah, Dre, you got to do carts or whatever. So I'm like, all right, listen, but I want to talk to you or whatever. So look, I'm like, be, I'm like, so I just got an opportunity, you know, I'm all proper knowledge. Right? I'm like, so I just got an opportunity or whatever. And um, this is going to be my last day. You know, I just, but I'm going to work my shift, you know, I'm work my shift or whatever. But this is my last day. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to let y'all know that or whatever. So she like, well... Being as though you're telling us now you won't be eligible for rehire and you got to do carts. <laughs> right? So, right. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, no problem, whatever. So, Target. So, every, it's easier to do carts now because you know you don't got to be in this bitch the next day. No, listen. So, every Target across America has this red bench outside that you can just <laughs> sit on, right? When I tell you, after the, I clocked in or whatever, put my little Target vest on and all that cool shit, got my little walkie-talkie, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm doing something, fucking car attendant. I sat on this bench for about, <laughs> like, I swear to God, I sat on this bench for like an hour and a half, bro, like, just thinking. Right. Like. Like, just not giving no fucks. Like, yo, I'm like, I'm about to do fucking what I fucking said I was going to do. Like, sure. like, I'm about to really do this shit. Like, right. So, I'm like, you know what? I don't know what it was. If it was God, my mom, something just said, yo, go the fuck home. <laughs> <laughs> like, get your ass up and just go home, right? So, I'm like, look, didn't punch out nothing, right? Got my ass up, walked to my car, and drove down Henry Avenue. <laughs> like just, just, just chilling, listening, listening to motherfucking Lil Wayne and Joel Santana mixtape. This one I, they had that joint. I out. can't feel my can't face. feel my face. Knocking it hard, right. hard. We should listen to it. So listen. So my man Marcus, right? Marcus was supposed to work five to close, right? right? So my man Marcus called me. He get there at work. So I mind just they done went past. The day done went past or whatever. It's probably like <laughs> five, ten, five, twenty, he called me, right? <laughs> so he like, yo, Dre, what's up, man? I'm like, yo, Mark, what's up, my nigga? Like, he like, yeah, man, I heard you quit, man. I'm like, yeah, man. Like, fuck them. You know what I mean, like they I was tired of them anyway, man. I'm about to go do this drywall shit. I was telling y'all about, man, shit about to be crazy, right? He like, yeah, 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 man. That's what's up. That's what's up. He's like, but why the fuck when I got to work, the lot was red as shit? <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, he was like, it was fucking carts everywhere. <laughs> I, yo, I was dying, yo. I was like, damn, my bad, Mark, man. I didn't even think about that shit. I was just like, fuck this shit, man. Like, I'm sorry. He's, that boy, Mark Dirty. Yo, he, yo, man. Shout out to my nigga, Mark. I ain't seen that nigga ever since that day. So, 
let's rewind because you know service thinking is about tapping in. Is so, this nigga crying? That was funny. Yo, to me. that was funny to me because I like even in, even in even in humor, the admiration that I have is something that's like it's so many people out here that have excuses about day to day things or why they can't do something or why other people are affecting them from doing the things that they need to do for themselves. Your dad said, "Nigga, you can't hold my car." You called around. You asked around. And then you took the initiative to say, I don't know how the hell I'm going to get all the way up the boulevard. I don't know how to catch buses up that way. You went and got a U-Haul truck to go to an interview with a suit on from your graduation, right? <laughs> Forget the fact that this was last year and you probably can't even fit the joint right. But you did that. And then there was no excuses. So even in that humor, to get to that point had to be some will. You created your own opportunities. So that's why I admire you because some people need to learn from that because it's like, ain't nothing stopping you but you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I respect that. So um, you're saying you lost your mother. How old were you when you lost your mom? 11. Okay. So it was just you and your dad. Were, were, you with, was your, were your mom and dad together when she passed away? or Nah. Okay. So were you with your mom? No. All right. So this is how it go. All right. This is my story. Right. So started off. My mom and my dad. Well, how? All right. So my mom and my dad. She was getting her hair done by my father's cousin. And my mom had a boyfriend. Right. Okay. Now I found all this out later on in life. Right? Okay. About how my come to being was right so mom and my dad was getting her hair done by my dad's cousin my mom had a boyfriend but he was locked up she already had three kids okay and the three kids was by her boyfriend okay so her and my dad was messing around or whatever and they were doing drugs at the time you know in the 80s, we're talking about. That's, yeah, that's I mean, how I used to go. Yeah, I mean, so. And uh, I came about, and she said, you know, Larry, this is yours, whatever. So, but my mom didn't. Basically, my dad was in love with my mom, right? Okay. Like, he loved it. Loved, you know, so imagine being in love with a woman, right? She got a boyfriend. Got three kids by him. Mm-hmm. And she really just fucked with you because... You can buy drugs because you got a job, right? <laughs> it's fucked up, right? Damn. It's fucked up, right? So listen. And, you know, so I come about whatever. She like, Larry, the only motherfucker that love her. You know what I mean? So, Larry, this is yours. You know, this is this your kid, right? Okay. Bet. A week later, the nigga on child support, Right? So now he on child support. She got me. Now she got four kids or whatever. One day, she get high. She leave us all in the crib with a box of cereal, right? So she going for like three or four days. Then, you know. Is this something normal for you at that time? I was young. Okay. So listen, this is I'm telling you about how I got to live with Larry. Okay. So before my mom died, right? So then... You know, government come, well, sex, you know. DHS. They all come in or whatever. Then I go with Larry. That's my father, biological father, they think, or whatever. So I go with him. 
a couple my other brothers and sisters they go with foster parents and my mom a couple years later well i'm talking i'm moving too fast so then larry then by getting me he gets off of child support so how did they know that you guys were in the house without uh adult supervision we probably was crying and stuff. Probably the older kid, my brothers, this is probably was like, yo, like calling or whatever. Like, <laughs> right, that's you know what I mean? Like, it's been three days. Like, where the fuck's okay. he at? So Larry got off child support because he had you. Because he came and got me. So now, bam, off of child support. Boom. Got that off my, got that off of me, right? Mm-hmm. So now I got this kid, you know? This is my kid, right? So my mom ended up getting us up together or whatever. But my dad never gave me back because he knew he would get back on. Child support. How do you know that part though? My nigga, this shit is crazy. It's okay. wild. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck no more. So, right. but so now you raised me or whatever. And my mom had a heart attack when I was 11. So I never forget this day, right? So <clears throat> I'm living with Larry because, you know, the story I just told. So I had to break it down. So, so you I, understand. I'm sorry to keep cutting you off. Is there a reason why you call him Larry and not dad? <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't even, because it's so natural. Because like, even when we was in high school, you had a Regal or the Century, the Gold Century, century and everybody knew your dad. Like, because they would say Larry, and you would say Larry. You always addressed him as Larry. I never heard you say dad. Is it a reason for that? I don't know. It's both. For some reason, in my father's side of the family, like, if they was on a first name thing. Like, they would call my grandma Mabel, mm-hmm. and they would call her husband Stamps. Like and then my dad didn't know his father. Right. His his father wasn't around or whatever. Like he just wasn't around. So my grandma married some other dude and had a bunch of kids with him. But Larry was always the first. Right. And he was light skinned. All the other kids are dark skinned. So he said he used to get teased about that and felt different. I don't know. Some type of stuff. Whatever. So back to my story. Right, so sorry. then get a um my mom passed away when I was 11. So I get the phone call from from, my, from that heart attack. Listen. Okay. So I get the phone call. I'm with, because I'm living with my pop at the time, right? And I would go stay with my mom on the weekends. That's how they had it set up. So, and I ain't really, and I used to always feel mad, like, when I used to go there. Like, I used to act out sometimes in my mom's house. Because I used to be mad because all my brothers and sisters here, and I'm with him. Right. And won't even, you know what I mean? Like, Every time I'm with y'all, like, I'm getting all this fun. We doing all, you know what I mean? I'm acting like the Jacksons, all that cool stuff, right? But then when I'm with Larry, it's just, you know, he don't, it's Larry. Like, you know what I mean? So I used to be mad. Like, man, like, why I don't live with y'all? Like, why I can't stay with y'all? But that's the real reason. Because of the whole, you know, how he got on child support and he really loved her, but she didn't really care about him. And right. that was just to get the money and you know what I mean? So he never let me back. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But I ain't know all that. So as a kid, I used to really be mad a lot about, you know, stuff like that. And, like, me and my brothers used to, um, used to, uh, we ain't know. We just kids. We ain't right. know. We was like, damn, like, why my brother leaving all the time? Like, why my brother can't, you know what I mean? Right, for sure. So we was real close as kids. But then <clears throat> when she died, my brother Terrell called me. And mind you, I'm 11 years old. I'm in the house. I'm playing Sega Dreamcast, bro. I don't know if people remember Sega Dreamcast, but that was the game back then. Sega right. Dreamcast 2K1. Alan Iverson on the cover. Right. Right? In the crib. So my brother called me. He crying, crying, bro. Like, crying, crying. He like, Trey, 
mom on the floor. She not moving. Like, where, where your dad at? Like, we can't. We 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 trying to call people. Like, right. mind you, this is before everything. What? Everything. It, it it wasn't no like we they could we. Like, we didn't even have no kids to text nobody. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. it was house phones. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So, <clears throat> and I'm 11. He's older than me. Right. Calling me crying. Right. So, I'm like, and me and my dad was living in apartments at the time because my grandmom and my, had kicked my dad out because of some shit or whatever. So, we was living in these apartments or whatever, like, around the corner. It was like an efficiency joint. That shit was corny as shit, bro. I was mad living there, too. So, <clears throat> I ran around a corner, because my grandma lived right around the corner. Right. So, I ran around the corner to my grandma's house, and I told my grandma, and my grandma got in touch with my dad, and my dad got off of work. Mind you, this is like hours going by, bro. Right, so nobody never called 911 or nothing. By the time my dad got to my grandma's house and got me, and we went to my mom's house, it was a wreck. So, when I got to my mom's house, my aunts and them was there, everybody was there, but my brother and my sister was at the hospital. So, then everybody just went to the hospital, and that's the last time I seen them. She was just on the table, everybody crying. Everybody. My nigga, that shit was wild. And I'm 11. Mind you. That's the trauma you don't need to see. My nigga, I'm not crying. I'm in shock. Like, and nobody noticing how in shock I am. Like, I went from playing Sega Dreamcast as a kid in my in my moment, right? Right. To fucking, dog, it's a rap. <laughs> and nobody noticed how in shock I was. Like, at, after the funeral, I was in a corner. And nobody, and they was like, well, what's up with him or whatever? Like, and they was like, just leave him alone. Like, he just lost his mom or whatever. But no, like, I'm in shock. Like, I need to... Figure some shit out. Like I need, I need the. Clues I need y'all to help. really explain yeah. some shit. Like, right. so I mean, not to and it, piggyback it, off your 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 your, your story. That shit was crazy. But I'm seven. I lost my mom, mm. and I seen them push her down the hallway. All the thing I seen was her feet and her hair just all out of the, all all crazy. And imagine a fam. It's crazy how one person can break up a whole family, right? Because we all lived in the same house. So you see all my aunts, uncles grandparents, everybody pulling me a certain way. Oh, he can come live with us. He in the hospital. My mom ain't even been cold 10 minutes. Mm. And everybody's pulling you certain ways, right? So I understand the, the whirlwind that, that, that you get in when you just seeing, you don't even, you can't see things, you can't see people, you only can feel reactions, and you still haven't owned, like, your own feelings, because you just like, what? People die every day. But to understand at 11, to understand how traumatic that was, because, and you know, I like to think deep. Right. So, you playing a Sega Dreamcast, mm -hmm. to going to hear that from your brother, to run to your grandmom's house, then for your grandmom to call your dad and to wait for him to get off of work to come get you. That's time where you just don't know what to think. Then to get you and your grandma, and then y'all go over to her house where she was there, and it was like, she's probably been there, what, two, three, four hours? She was at the hospital by the, by the time we got there. Okay, by the time you got there. So how did you, how do you feel like that changed your life? My nigga, like, as a parent now, I feel like it's a, I feel robbed, honestly. Like, I feel like 
it was so much that should have happened between me and her that I would never know. Like, she would never really get the chance to really, you know, take part in. Like, it's a lot of stuff that I do, and I really, like, go hard at just because, like, she, you know, I know she would be proud of this shit. Or I know she would really, you know, say, like, damn, like, my son really on his game out here. Like, my son on some shit. Like, and she was that type of parent. Like, she was the type of parent whereas though, like, she wanted her kids to do good. And she wanted everybody to always, you know, be happy and never, you know, be sad or anything like that. Like, you know, just an all-around great person. So, do you remember that day? What, what day it was? The date? December 15th. So, does that change your does that change your Christmas feeling? I mean, yeah. Every December, I'll be feeling some type of way because I feel like, damn, like, this is another year where, because you got to think about it, December takes place when? At the end of the year. Right. So, you got a whole year of events and times and events and things and then we got the Instagram now, so it's all like even categorized, and it's just it's right there for you to really just appreciate and go back to. Right, for sure. So then when I think about stuff like that, and how I love you know my Instagram and taking pictures of me and my family and stuff like that. So when it comes to my grandma, I mean <clears throat> when it comes to my mom, like she, would, I feel like she would really be in all of that. Like we'd be on the gram together, skirt skirt. Right, <laughs> right. So I mean, do you feel like since you was robbed, how does that change how you treat your daughter? Yeah, just an overwhelming love, just all day, every day with it, just as soon as I see you. Hmm. Even when I'm mad at you or you do something wrong, like, it's just like, come here. Right. <clears throat> so did that bring you and Larry's bond back together or stronger or? We do not talk, like, at all. Like, he, he has a relationship with my daughter that I love, but he don't even go through me. Like, he calls her mother. Right. You know, which is weird. Right. So do you feel like Maybe a past that he's had And I'm not making excuses But as I've grown older I've been really studying personalities mm-hmm. um, And in the personalities It talks about the things that people have Inside themselves That they might not express And then it just leaves you to Assume something that's exactly opposite Of what they're really feeling mm-hmm. So understanding personalities Like somebody might be hurt But they might not express their hurt and you thinking that they just dumb as a doorknob where they have zero emotion. So have you ever felt like you just wanted to have to talk and say, let's put everything aside and let's just learn about you? Because I've had that conversation with my dad when I'm young and dumb, thinking that he should have been a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You should do this more. You should do that more. And I had no idea of some of the things that he went through that made me put life in a different perspective and see, okay, I see how you feel that way. Mm. Let's... Let's see where we can meet in the middle. Or you just feel like I feel like I feel like I've tried a lot. Okay. And I feel like with him, he's he kinda like stuck in his ways about some stuff. Right. And uh for some reason I don't know. Like I don't know. Like the biggest thing that hit me was like he felt like I owed him something. Or okay. it was something that I owed him that I didn't show or wouldn't show. And I it just didn't make sense to me. Right. You know? So he misinterpreted your personality and not letting you have your own personality where you show him how much you love him in a different way than he may think he should get it right i mean we we all we all we all look at um we we all look at instagram and we watch how some people take care of their parents where they do this and do that and then everybody else subconsciously think that that's how their kids should take care of them and if the kids don't take care of them that way that they see everybody else get it they kind of disregard or or 
or forget all the things that their kids do show them or do do for them. Mm. So we can be ungrateful wanting something else. Do you think that that could have played a part in it? Mm. I don't know. It's kind of hard to understand Larry. Right. <laughs> like right. he's an enigma. Right. You know what I mean? But so, so he loves my daughter. Right. So the love that he shows for my daughter is is way different from what I, I experienced. Like the love he had was you got a roof over your head, you got food. You got clothes on your back. You got, you know, that's love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. So his idea of love is not exactly what you desire. What, from him? Yeah. What do you mean? Like you said that his idea of love is paying clothes on your back, roof over your head, food in your stomach. That's love. But to you, you think love is more than that. Well, yeah, for me, that's why I show my daughter so much. Because it's like, girl, I love you. Girl, like right. this, I'm your dad. Right. You know what I mean? Like this is how we rocking. For sure. So, would you have it any other way? Thinking of looking at, like, your success and looking at where you are and your, you know, your ladder and your your escalator to going up and being more successful, do you think you would have had that with a two-parent household? Do you think you would have had that if you, even if your mom did pass away, you had a better relationship with your dad? Do you think you would be where you at right now? Would I be where I'm at right now with that? I would be... I don't know. I don't know. That's... I don't really like answering hypothetical questions. Okay. But to answer it in a way, like, I think I would be great. I think I think I would be a great man okay. with both of them okay. involved heavily. Yeah. But with everything that you, you know, you, you, you went through, you forget the reason why. You did that. You went through. Like I mean, because I don't want it to be like I'm a. It's a. It's a like the people to feel bad or nothing. No, no, it's not that. It's not that. It's just that I'm saying this stuff just so they can figure out why things make you know to make more sense. And that's fine. But nobody. I'm not. I don't want a pity party. But your story is amazing. Like you literally can be crumbled in the corner. Like. My mom was gone. My dad didn't care, or I feel like my dad didn't care. Out of respect for him. Because there's always two sides of the story. My dad didn't care. You know, I didn't have that great relationship with my brothers and sisters. I got an excuse to just get high or or be an ain't shit nigga. Just to be nothing. And that wasn't good enough for you. Regardless of whatever you... There's a lot of people out here saying my mom was going, my dad going. I don't... Because I, I, I wasn't going to be a fucking bum. But regardless of all of that, you still took the initiative to do it. Somebody can give you a book. But it's up to you to read it. Somebody can give you $10, but it's up to you to put the money in, in the bank and save it so that way you could do better for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to say sometimes, hey, we sometimes become so humble or we, 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 we don't think we become so humble that we don't think about the things that we do do that should be glorified. Yeah. <laughs> like... Come on. It was just but you. you always do this, though, Chad. Like, you always, every time we talk, like, we talk so much. Like, you make me feel, like, better than, I don't know, because I'm not used to that type of shit. You right. know what I mean? I'm For so sure. not used to that type of shit. But, so, like, when people on Instagram DM me and say, like, encouraging things, like, it's, like I really say, I really appreciate it. I thank you, you know, because I'm really, it's just something that I, I wasn't, you know, fortunate with. Okay. With me doing photography and video, right? I would do video because I love it, and I do a video or whatever, and I'll do it. It ain't nothing to me because I just feel like that's what I'm supposed to be doing, right? 
then two years later, I might be going through external hard drive and I'll look at my work and I'll be like, God damn, I did this shit two years ago and people just right now getting on it. So for me, I'm the same way, but it just took me longer to realize how dope I am. Sometimes you, it's so many cocky people out here. It's so many Adrian Broners. It's so many Floyd Mayweathers out here that the humble people, you should take a little bit of the Adrian Broner Floyd Mayweather lifestyle and say, yo, I've done a lot. I'm done. Nobody should tell me how great I am because I've realized what I've come from. Everybody don't know your story. You just a great, you great at doing drywall. But that doesn't mean that they know your whole story. You're greater at drywall because of what you went through. <laughs> what you went through makes it even greater. Of course, this is our, for the, this for the record. This is my first time really like just talking about how you know things happen in my life, like sure. really putting it in perspective. So, so this mate, is, I really this, appreciate this you new, telling me this, though. This is new for me, y'all. Because you could tell anybody in the world, and I appreciate yeah. that you tell me. Because like this going up. <laughs> and people are going to listen to this. Like I'm, I'm coming to the point where people are hitting me up every week. Cause my, my, I, I said this before. Like the first episode I did with Maui, I was so scared that everybody was just going to listen to that one weekend because she was talking about things that they wanted to hear, but they wouldn't listen next week. Mm-hmm. To the dude who decided, not the dude, to my brother who decided to sell drugs, and then certain things happened where he said he would never sell another drug. To uh, my best friend Dante Hugo Tay, who, who shout out to Tay. Shout out to Tay, who, who who was going through a depression. To one of my other friends, who whose mom was murdered by his by by her husband and killed herself. You know, to to everybody just listening and watching these things every week and listening, you don't know the impact that. And every time I drop these, right? Mm-hmm. Anytime somebody DM me or text me, I send it to the person so that they can see the impact. My brother Hawk, bro, I said, bro, how does this make you feel with all of this love that you're getting? He said. That I got a voice and I need to really show and talk about it more. Whether it's through music, whether it's through podcasting, whether it's through talking to people. He felt like he had to talk to people. He had amazing stories on that podcast. If you ever get a chance to listen to it, it was amazing sure. stories. And the things that you've been through, it's just like, come on, man. Some people don't go through one of those things. Like, I go to work and I asked my, my, my boss uh, when I went to work one day. I was like... He was just telling me about what they did in South Philly when he was growing up. I said, you ever had any of your friends murdered? He said, no. Mm. I said, any of your friends ever go to jail? He said, I mean, we went to a little jail for one day for putting a firecracker in the mailbox. <laughs> so funny you ain't have to go through none of that type of stuff? He said, no. Mm. The, they said, and I forget where I read this at, the things... Thanks, Dom. I appreciate you. The things that we go through by the age of seven, grown men go through, still don't go through as much trauma being in the military and going to war. The trauma that we go through, we don't even recognize it as trauma. That's it's just everyday life. Therapy. I'm t- like, listen, this, I'm back to the point when I said I was in shock as a kid, right? Right. Why no one said, yo, maybe we should take Dre to therapy for his mom dying? Like... It was just like, all right, well, you got to go to school tomorrow. Like, <laughs> it was one of that, like, what the fuck? Like, why is eating healthy so prevalent now? Why does people want to go to the gym? Why is Planet Fitness and all of these little small little mom and pop um, Instagram um, uh, fitness centers popping now? Instagram. It takes time for things to be <laughs> oh, important. Oh, okay. It takes time for things to <laughs> Mental health is popping off right now because 
You can't just say somebody crazy and just leave them alone. It's a reason why you say that they're crazy, and I hate using that word because I think that it's it's the, op, the it's it's insensitive. Mm-hmm. But people go through things every day. They have this idea of regular. Everybody not regular. Mm. Yeah. You do the things you do because of what you went through. Some people save their money and don't spend it because they used to not having a lot. I'm from the gutter, but you know what I'm saying. It's it's reasons why we do things, and right. yes, we do need therapy. Nobody told you that you needed therapy because it wasn't popping then. As a black community, if you were going to therapy, you were weak. You were known as weak. Oh, why are you going to therapy? You retarded. You crazy. Excuse my friends for saying retarded. But you 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 know, you crazy. That wasn't cool. You right. weren't cool. So a lot of us are damaged due to the fact that we were mishandled. We were all mishandled. Yeah, but I ain't even worried about that. The thing I'm worrying about is being set up. Like, I would respect the situation I came from more if it was like, all right, fuck it. You can be a mean-ass motherfucker. But where the game at? Like, I didn't get no game on life. Like, I didn't get no game on really, like, how to really. All I was told was what not to do. You feel me? Like, like Aubrey, she going to look at me and know, like, damn, like, either how to do drywall, how to start a business, or, like, she's not going to need. A Marty McNulty to tell her about drywall. Her father is going to teach her about it. You feel me? Like, and that's what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be able to get as much knowledge and information so I can give it to my child and they really don't have to go other places to get it as, you know, before they have to start college and all that. They, they got it right there at home. But, so there is an empty spot where you feel like you should have had the game for your everyday life. Now, we all do not have the luxury of having two parents one parent that tells us everything about life Mm -hmm. a lot of us get our life shattered that's why some friends come over your house and they never want to leave because they like your dad more than they dad because they dad is out of pocket and you you're not always going to learn from your dad unfortunately we want to learn from our parents that's where our that's where our learning should come from it might be a mr mcnulty or it might be a babin or or drake or somebody else that's not our parents that gives us the that gives us the nourishment that we need, the thirst for your energy or the thirst for your your everyday life wanting to comes from you being open, being vulnerable. Somebody's like, "Damn, I went through the same thing." Come on, let me show you this. You've learned a lot. You've created <laughs> a lot of friendships and a lot of things where you getting that that nourishment from somebody else. Of course, we wanted to be from our fathers and our mothers, but it don't happen like that for everybody. But you're able to give it to your daughter. You don't like to think about hypotheticals, but let's just say you had your mom and dad in the house. They taught you everything. You might have took it for granted. Like, that's what they were supposed to do. And then your daughter come along and you don't teach her shit. It just it's it's just something I don't have the answer for and need to do. But what I can say is this is what I ask you. If your dad passed away today or tomorrow, God forbid, would you be hurt? And that was an honest response, which you just have on the side. You really got to think about it, right? <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's deep. It's deep. So at this point in your life, you're like, man, look. I'm not over extending myself to fix nothing. Not, not at this point, because I've done, you know what I mean? I feel like I've done so much, and it just don't make sense at this point. Like, how you don't fuck with a son like me? Mm. 
I, that's a great question. Because neither me or you thinks that there is a logical explanation for that. So that's what kind of makes it harder for you to overextend right. yourself. Because hey, Listen, there's no way. Like, I can't wait to have a son. Like, there's no way I'm going to not talk to my son every day. If my son got something going on, there's no way I'm going to try to help or be a part of that or be like, you know, something. Like, it's, it's So just, what if he doesn't know. give you an answer why and just says, I'm sorry? That's not going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen. It's Larry we talking about. But this is not, like, I'm cool. Like, this is just for people. But why do you think you're cool, though? Why? Why do you think you're cool? I feel it. You can't say that you feel cool. I feel it. Like, I'm cool. Like, you can't say that you, you feel cool. You can't say that. It's been a while. So, no, you've built a callus, right? So, the first day, the first day that you use a hammer, it starts to hurt your hands. It hurts. Mm. It hurts. Then, over time, when you consistently bang this hammer, you build calluses. That helps with the pain. So it doesn't hurt that much, right? Bang with that hammer. Boom. Boom. But let's say you and your lady says, let's go get a massages and all of that. Boom. Y'all go get a massage at Hand and Stone or whatever massage place or heaven on earth or whatever. And they look at your hands and they say, oh, you have calluses on your hands. Let's cut these calluses off. So they find a way to get the calluses off of your hands, right? Right? They get the calluses off. You and your lady have a good night. Then you go back to work tomorrow and you start banging with this hammer. You will realize that this shit hurts. The calluses have caused you to have a, a block. It's like clogging the artery. Your arteries are clogged, but you need to feel free, man. You, your farts need to smell like roses. You need to be feeling light, not heavy. And I'm just not saying that I have all of the answers. This is your coping mechanism. Your coping skills is fuck it. He don't fuck with me, I don't fuck with him. He cool with my daughter, I'm good. But that still has a lasting effect on you. Why do we as men die way earlier than our women? Because we take so much shit in and we don't talk about it that we fucking die and we think we die because we fucking eating unhealthy. We die because we fucking stressed. We die because it's so much shit we don't talk about. And now the world is becoming a place where we are, men need to talk more. We need to have conversations together and stop saying that we weak. We not weak. We just, I'm a man. I ain't supposed to talk about shit. Whatever I have, I'm supposed to have it. I'm a man. Let me go to work and put this drywall up, put some music on, and I'm good. <laughs> That's just how we look at it. And you're not wrong for look at, looking at it that way. Right. But we need to make the new cool cool. I think this is setting the standard, though. I think this is something sure. that's definitely going to make waves because... It's organic. Like, this shit right here, like, we do this all the time. Like, people out there wouldn't know, but, like, we talk all the time. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, this ain't nothing new. It's no cap. For sure. So. And I, I, I just, this has been a great show, man. I just want to let you know. <laughs> and, like, we have to talk again. Yeah. I'm and coming it, back. And you, you, we have to come <laughs> back and see how life and how the response and listening to this back uh, causes you to, to look at things different. Like, what happened? How are you and Larry? How are you? With the rest of your brothers and sisters, what have you done? With what have with what initiatives have you taken um, uh, to to do better? And uh, I really appreciate you for being here, man. I, I don't even think we touched touch the surface of all of the things that we could talk right, about. Yeah, because we can go we can go forever. But yeah. I just want people to know that, like, regardless of where a person is, you need to know where they come from. 
and you would respect where they are a little bit more when you know what the fuck they've been through and you've been through some shit yeah man. yeah some light switch down some dark shit and it's so much more that you could talk about but i really appreciate you for being vulnerable to even man. tell these stories man i appreciate you brother i appreciate you man this One is love. surface thinking you gotta chill the dre way common sense is lazy 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 lazy